Hello and welcome to Kino Quest episode 212. I'm your host, Mike Apps, aka Wheels, and with me as always. Super fighting robot, Dave McBurney, that was master. I forgot what I was gonna say. Good job. Gonna uh, done it without you. I'm playing some more man eater. Yay. That's not relevant to you if you're just listening to the podcast, though. True. So true, feel true. free to watch the watch the stream if you uh, get the chance in some future. It's usually on Monday on Wednesdays. It is. See, we put that plug at the beginning. This is true. Anyway, um, RPGs. It's been news lately. Uh, I mean, we're right in the lead-up E3. Typically, things don't get announced in yeah, the lead-up sure. E3 unless they're very low impact. We have the date for our E3 Nintendo Direct. Yeah, it is the uh, 14th, 15th, one of those two. F 15th, yeah. 40 minutes, 40 minutes of specifically software. Yeah, Switch software. Mostly 2021 Switch software. Yeah. All the claims they've made. We shall see what is there. Hopefully, some RPGs. Do you have any particular ones you want, or just RPG? Ah, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X for Switch, please. On Xenoblade Chronicles 3, though. I mean, yeah, obviously, I want that, but I really want. I really want to be able to play on a system with cloud save so that I don't have to worry about what happened to my last attempted playthrough of that game. Happening. Uh, rip kills. Yeah. Uh, plus, it had really tiny text in the Wii U. I'm hoping maybe they would fix that in a port. That would be nice. There, I suppose. Uh, we will see there. Uh, we did get a look at Horizon Forbidden West the other day. Oh yeah, that's a video. Yeah. Looks like better Horizon Zero Dawn, so there's not much to say about that. Although there was a there was a uh, Breath of the Wild style glider in it, which makes that's me lesson people took from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it makes me hope they've improved the open world aspect of that game because as much as I love the original, uh, it was not great that's at being an open world game great story great combat great world and had no desire to explore after, off the beaten path despite all my rage I am still a robot in the main alright should we talk about what we've been playing I mean, I suppose we probably should at least once. Yeah. So get started, Wheel. Alright. Uh, I have. Well, I'm playing Man Eater on stream right now, but I've been playing a little bit of that. Um, it's a you know, pretty straightforward open worldy RPG ish game, uh, but it's got great humor and it's good fun. I mean, who, would, who doesn't want to play as a shark for a little bit? Me. 
Alright. Okay, that was me lying, actually. I was just doing it to be contrarian. I just Careful. wanted to impress you. So yeah, that game's fun. Um, right here. What else have I been playing? I would like to assure the Antolini Prime Valley that this oh, nice. will in no way be used in the final edit of our program. Just found a bunch of mafia bodies. Oh, nice! You can chew on those. Yeah. This is oh. your chance. I was gonna say, what have I been else been playing that's RPGs? Actually, not quite a lot. Uh, a good amount of Apex. Still not an RPG, no matter how much you level up in it. Leveled up a lot, damn it. Does that count? No. Okay, fine. Uh, so I have been playing a thing. I have leveled up quite a bit in it. And you're going to be shocked and appalled at what that thing is. What's that? Can you, can you guess? The Apex? No. It's an RPG. That is played online. Is it FF14? It's FF14. Okay. I don't hate FF14. I hate <laughs> the like horrible fandom memes that have sprouted up around it. Yeah, I agree. But I'm playing it again and having some fun. I'm trying to find. Yeah, the I can't play it. So. Yeah. Yes, a bunch of people I know are playing it now, so I am giving it another go and enjoy having some fun with it. I think I'm always trying to pick the wrong classes in MMOs. Like, I obviously always go for, like, the mages and stuff, and I just don't think how they do them in that type of game jives with me. So, playing a, a lancer so I can become a dra dragoon and having a lot more fun with that, so we'll see how that goes. You consider becoming a dragon. A dragon dragoon? Oh god, what what game is that? It's Drakengard. It's what? It's Drakengard. Okay. Yeah, no. So, you know, no, I tried that one don't. one time, it was horrifyingly bad. Yeah, don't do that. And it was also the third game. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yep. Okay, well, that, uh... I never played the third game because I hated the first one, so... You missed nothing, literally nothing. It was terrible. I heard I missed the lady with a flower growing out of her eye. Yeah. It wasn't that impressive. That, uh, that did not seem like something that I felt like I had really missed, per se, so much as... Yeah, miss... That it was something that happened. Miss is not a word I would use. You, uh, successfully avoided. Dodged. Yeah. Dodge this. Uh, let's see, anything else I've been playing? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. I know I've been playing. I play video games all the time. There's literally no excuse for me to be forgetting what I've been playing. It's terrible. I mean, we got a we got a good game next week. It's next week. Intergrade. Oh yeah, that's right. 
Yes, I'm looking forward to playing that that DLC content. It's inexplicably exclusive to a different console than the game launched on. Yeah, that's so weird. Is that DLC is launching next week too, right? Yeah. Is it include included with the game, or is it something you have to actually so you can, separately? You can buy a PS5 copy that has the DLC. Okay. Or you can buy, uh, or you can put in your PS4 copy, and physical copies get automatically upgraded to the PS5 version, but you have to buy the DLC separate. Gotcha. So that's how it goes. You will have to put some sort of money down. Okay. Oh, well, I did order the, the physical edition of PS5 edition because they had a new steelbook. Uh, okay, then you have it then. Yeah. You know I'm a sucker for Final Fantasy swag. Listen, buddy, I bought the Soldier First Class edition. I'm the complete idiot of Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have done that. I, I, that is so a... you could have a giant fucking statue of Cloud on a motorcycle? Yes, that is a... I canceled that, and I def definitely regret that. That was a mistake. I look forward to one day having a place to display it. <laughs> it's just uh, a little burnt from the Final Fantasy 15 one they did like that, because it had one of those Play Arts figure. Figures. I mean, that's the that's the one. The Play Arts is also what the Soldier First Class Edition was doing. Okay. I, that figure was, like, impossible to just make stand up yeah I believe that the motorcycle cloud is probably easier to stand up because I believe that there's things to hold the motorcycle in place yeah. but maybe not <laughs> we'll find out whenever I you know have space yeah. to show it off I'll send you a picture whenever that happens and then I'll send you a very heartbroken Sweet. picture when it falls over yes. currently looking for side hustles so. <laughs> what else have I been playing? I doubt. Oh, the this guy a six demo came out. In oh English. yeah, that happened. I didn't think to download that. I downloaded it. I haven't played it. Maybe else. Why aren't we playing Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown? Um, because I haven't downloaded it yet. It's a PS Plus game. But I will do so as soon as I switch over to the PS Five. Oh yeah, baby. Do you have a Virtua Fighter man? Uh, I don't think I know literally any of the characters at all <laughs> in Virtual okay. Planner. What kind of character do you think? Uh, the kicky one. You know, the one that kicks. Okay, there's got to be at least one kicky one, I was thinking. Uh, but yeah, uh... I don't know. You should just be the ninja. Everyone should just be a ninja. That's fair. Uh, he's actually one of the harder ones to actually play, so maybe not. Ninja, ninja, rap, ninja, ninja, rap. Go, 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 go. I did play some Persona 5 this past weekend. How'd that go? Good. Um, I'm at... I'm ready... Well, quote unquote, ready to face the final extra boss. I'm just doing some leveling right now. Trying to square away the team. Mm -hmm. uh, maxing out uh, Futaba's 
social link. Oh yeah, baby. And just getting ready for the the boss. You tell me is an absolute beast. So. Oh yeah, no, it's a rough fight. See how that goes, and then I'm gonna restart the game on Mayhem. Uh, Wait, why? Why not? Because you're broken, I guess. <laughs> like the why not is that the game is already difficult enough before you decide to like also put it on fuck you difficulty. Mm. Well, I didn't say I was gonna succeed. I just I feel like you're broken in the head. Yeah, probably. I'm still hearable right now, right? Yes, mostly. How about now? Yes, still good. Good, yeah. I'm gonna pop it for a few times, but I'm trying to so that necessity. But yeah, um. Uh, so it sounds like you've been playing a lot of little bits of RPGs. Yeah, just haven't really. Felt like sitting down and playing anything specific lately. Yeah. You know how it goes. Uh, yeah. This is how we end up talking about so many different games because we jump around a lot. Meanwhile, I played through 12 Mega Yes. Well, those are short at least. It's true. Yeah, well, that's kind of why I'm trying to play more Man Eater, just a game I know is short and can play through. Yeah, yeah, it's some brief sense. I'll accept that. I mean, I have, I have jumped into some other things occasionally, like uh, played a little more Sword Online, Fatal Bullet, or you know, another game where everyone talks too much. Why do you keep doing that? Because the actual gameplay is fun, and so I've just I'm just gonna start skipping lots of conversations because they're really, really boring. <laughs> Okay, I'm already feeling pretty good with my long-ago VF4 main jackies. This is nice. Oh, so I just unlocked a quest titled Ooh Barracuda. It's a... another song they could have licensed. Damn it. Barracuda by Hearts. Yes. So what you've been playing other than Mega Man? Uh, I mean, some more Skies of Arcadia. Sweet. How's that going? It's Skies of Arcadia, so great, but... <laughs> There's uh, a but. Oh, it's mostly just that there isn't much to say. Gotcha. Like, I have Mega Man RPGs in my future, if that helps. Star Force? Battle Network? Battle Network, Star Force, Command Mission, Legends. Nice. I really like the idea of the Battle Network series, but I couldn't actually get into the games too much. But I just like this weird alternate timeline where instead of robotics, it all, it's all computers. Yeah, it's, it's all just, AI and shit. Yeah. It's, 
Conceptually, it's just a neat idea to me. Remember the Virtual Fighter Adventure game? I don't. It's known in America as Virtua Quest. In Japan, it had the much more incredible name, Virtua Fighter Cyber, uh, Cyber Generation Ambition of the Judgment Six. Huh. It's uh, not very good. <laughs> A bad mid PS2 era platformer. It does not sound very good. Uh, it is for child, but yeah. Um, God, what was the name of this Neptune game again? Trying virtual to, stars, I believe. Trying to change the Twitch category and okay, cannot find it. You can't find virtual stars? No, there it is. I got it. Never mind. Yes, I did. Well, thank you not to lie to me, Wes. <laughs> uh, at this point, I'm just searching for someone kicking now. Nice. I have to help you find your man. But yeah, uh, so, yeah, not a lot of new video games. That's fair. PS5, I am going to download Virtual Fighter. I feel like I should point out Virtual Fighter has three buttons. One of them is punch and one of them is kick. <laughs> Sounds high quality to me. I mean, it is. It's just that, like, everyone has to kind of have a lot of punches and kicks. Gotcha. The third button is block. <laughs> Add to library. Downloading. But yeah. Uh... So we have like one question, no Yeah, it's a pretty limited one. Uh, a pretty limited amount of questions, I should say. The question itself is good. Uh, so I guess I guess we're given free reign. This is what happens when... Because like, we're eventually going to move into Fire Miner's questions, but we're probably going to wait until we know whether or not we'll be getting Gaijin. Yeah. So that means we are unleashed to talk about stupid things. As we often do. Yes. Whether we have permission or not. Did you have something in mind? Not really. This game looks good in the Dragon Engine. What, Neptunia? Oh, fucking Virtua <laughs> Fighter. I'm not paying any fucking attention to what you're doing. <laughs> Did you actually f fire up virtual fighting? Yes, that's what I said I was doing. God, well then why am I playing this stupid thing? Because yours isn't downloaded yet. Oh, so. oh you're right. Never mind. 18 gigs or something. I don't know. It's gonna be a 
But yeah. Uh, well, then let us discuss the weird genre of uh, games where. Video also, game your consoles. game's not showing yet. You're still on your welcome screen. Oh, oh, for the love of God! Professional. You're on fucking Paul. Yeah. What sure. are you gonna say? What weird thing are we supposed to discuss? Uh, the genre of games where video game consoles are represented by anime girls. Is that really a genre? That feels like it's just Neptunia's thing. I mean, there's also like Sega Hard Girls, but that's not really as much often a game as it is uh, an anime multimedia franchise. True. Uh, so I'm trying to think of anything else that does that. Is there anything else that you have? Did you have a second thought? No, that was it. That's all I got. But yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I often, I uh, believe as has been mentioned on this very podcast, I often take issue with the very rosy perception of Sega that a lot of thing, a lot of things have, in part because Sega very much wants to create a rosy perception of especially old school Sega. Where it's worth noting that, like, being a fan of old school Sega was usually suffering. Because you ask them for a Sonic game and you get uh, Burning Rangers. Oh god, Burning Rangers, why? I don't even hate Burning Rangers, but it's just like, I you know. I hate it. Wow. <laughs> it wasn't very good. But it's so impressive for the Saturn. Is it? I mean, on a 3D technical level, yes. Oh, did, did they not bother to dub this game? Uh, why would they? They're usually all dubbed. A lot of the appeal of this one is like, Japanese streamers are in it, they're not gonna dub mm. them. There might be an English dub in there somewhere. But... Oh god, how do I fast forward? There's no fast-forward button. Oh, there we go. Okay. You gotta get strong enough wheels that you can one day appear as a guest character in a Neptunia game. Uh, it seems unlikely. Well, not with that attitude. Oh, true. But yeah, I mean, like... This, this is one of those things that, like... Uh, to, to tie back to what I was complaining about earlier, like, this idea of, like, ah, the Neptune, the thing that, the, the console girl goddess thing that represents Sega. Does anyone pay attention to what the Neptune was? Because it was an extraordinarily bad idea. No. What was it? The Neptune, the Neptune was the, the combined, the cancelled combined Genesis and 32X unit that Sega oh, wanted. God. That's terrible. Yeah. Like, there's a reason that that didn't happen, and that's because it was a terrible idea that didn't make any sense. They wanted to release this, like, around the same time, or perhaps after the Saturn. It, it really is, like, I would just love to pick the brain of everyone involved uh, with, like, approving the 32X to just, like, get, why did you do this? <laughs> Oh well. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, 
This looks like a video game some description. I'm staring at it and wondering why it's happening. It's a video game. Is that a giant turntable? Yes, it is. Is that a giant turntable? Why is that a giant turntable? I don't know. Is this why you received a record with the game? I just assumed that was because that's what, like, nerds want their music on now. Probably. Yeah, not reading that on this. Not not reading uh, that bit of chat on this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, basically Hollywood. Yes. But yeah, like as as a franchise, it's uh, one of those things. It's like it's definitely uh, not for me. I don't know why you now own like five of them wheels. It's not important. I feel like the Let's answer. Move on. Okay. <laughs> like you don't seem to know why you do this either. Because I think they're funny. Okay, that's fine. That's as, better than... The as 211 episodes of this show can attest to, I have a terrible sense of humor and am easily amused by really dumb jokes. I, and, like, I'm fine with that. I wasn't meaning to, like, harsh you. I was just yeah, thinking, so like, I didn't know that you liked them. Yeah, some of the side ones are god-awful, though. But you love hyper-devotion, Noir. No, that one is good. You just have to, you literally have to skip the story because it is utter garbage. Alright, here we go. Let's see, so you have shoot and observation mode for some reason? Yeah, this is just a shooter, what? Yeah, I told you! So you are playing for the podcast the one of these games that is not an RPG by any description. Sure it is. Care to elaborate that on that, or are you just gonna <laughs> not? No. Um, there's levels and um. Yeah, I got nothing. I mean, I suppose I don't know enough about the mechanics to say definitively that it's not an RPG. Well, I mean, I think somebody's actually reviewing this for the site. Okay, well then it's RPG enough. But then again, you know, there's RPG-related things we sometimes cover. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean. Uh, Hyrule Warriors isn't exactly an RPG. RPG enough for most people's money. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean. So when are, when are they going to make Hyper Dimension Battle Royale? Don't! Don't let them. Why? That sounds off. I mean, probably. Like, Wheels, are you the one lining up to play Final Fantasy VII First Soldier? Mm, yeah, I actually kind of want to play that, to be honest. I can't believe he didn't get into the close beta, then. <laughs> I am... I am waiting to hear back if it will run on my tablet. Ah. Oh look, it's post it's posters of uh, other idea factory games. Let's see here. Such as Such as idea uh, far. Mary Skelter. Oh yeah, a lot of game, Mary Skelter. Um That really horny dungeon crawler. That could be like eighty games. Uh, I have, actually have no idea what that game is. 
That's the Moro Moyoro Chronicles something. Moyoro Chronicles? Yeah, something like that. Oh, Oh, Well, that reminds me, when does No More Heroes 3 come out? August. August? Okay. So I get to play some No More Heroes. Yeah, you do, buddy. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, please. Just stop talking. Thank you. Uh, has got some pretty good kicks on him if you want to try that. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just going through Virtual Fighter 5 characters that look vaguely kick appropriate. I am fighting some enemies called Mr. Free Account. Someone's been hurt by, uh, <laughs> managing an online game at some stage. See, LOL Snakes? So, why is this game? Why is it what? Why is it? I don't know. Why does ID Factory do anything? Uh, because no one thought to stop them. I mean, no one stopped them at this... We, we're, we're a decade into Hyper Dimension Neptunia games. No one can stop them anymore. I was always impressed that they, like, made three of them and then immediately started remaking those first three. Yeah, that was... that was a thing. That always felt like an acknowledgement of, okay, these are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> these first three are bad, and we need to go back and fix them. Before we even contemplate doing anything else. Yeah, uh... Okay, uh, we want to... Okay, I'm trying to think of something to actually discuss, because we have just been stretching and wasting the audience time this far. Oh, I mean, we've done that on occasion, when needed. That doesn't mean that we should feel good about that. Fact. Okay, that's true. I feel like there's something that I was going to bring up, and I'm literally drawing an utter blank. Is anything announced recently or anything? Oh my god, I can change characters. We have absolutely had this discussion, and the answer is no. no. I can change characters, and I don't know how I did it. Well, you'll never figure it out now, buddy. Sure I will. I guess skipping all that d text is not always good. See what you've done? You did this to yourself. You didn't have to, it didn't have to be this way. True. Alright, let's see. Prep to switch character, L1. <laughs> well then what? How do you actually use them? Prep to use V skill, R1. Emotional Overdrive Guest Connect, okay. Okay, this is weird. This is a weird game. Oh, there we go.
Alright, there we go. We switched to the PlayStation themed character. I can't tell how any of them are themed. I don't know what visual design element is meant to call to what they're themed after, if anything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna dox it further. <laughs> um, like an actual thing to discuss. Sometimes we get these ways. We get these ways because we're dumb and we don't prepare. Oh, hey, Virtual Fighter's ready to play. That's an RPG, right? It's not, actually. <laughs> Bless you. We'll play it after the podcast. Okay. Oh, well, speaking of Neptunia, there is a new new one for the PS5 what? coming out next week. Is it just this one? Nope. It's, I guess... it's the V2. It's, no, not V2. It's RE versus... I don't know. It's a game. Is, is it an exclusive or enough for it? Yes. That doesn't answer <laughs> that question and you know <laughs> I it. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. Fucking give me the programmer answer wheels. Works on my machine. Well, it's been a nice friendship of about <laughs> 11 years at this point, but I think it's finally over. Yes, Neptunia Ariverse, not to be confused with Resident Evil Ariverse. It's the definitive edition of 2018 PC and PC PS Vita release, Hyperdimension Neptunia RE Birth 1 Plus, which itself is a remake of the very first title in the series. So it's a it's a remake of a remake. It's a remake of Go Fuck Yourself. Okay, moving on. Um, so what do we want from E3? <laughs> like, what do we want from E3 in general? Not just, like, Xenoblade X. Like, give me your hopes and dreams. Um, I would like some news of 7 Remake Part 2. I don't have to see anything. I just want, like, I want something. They already named the new director for it. Like, Namara's being, like, like general director, but not head director. It's, it's weird. <laughs> Like, we already know more about the staff and personnel on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to go in the game. I think I'm done with this game. <laughs> I mean, I, do, I don't think we're going to see... Given how they kept Remake Part 1 under wraps for so long, I don't think we're going to see it until at least 2022. Yeah. Uh, you just immediately decided to skip Virtual Fighter. Said after, yeah, least, after recording. Well, you gotta at least play around a bit to see how to mess with the characters. Yeah, let's see. But yeah, so you want, uh. Watch God. You're gonna do some grinding in Persona. Wow. Uh, you want that game. Oh, brain failing me. <laughs> uh. You, you want FF7 Remake Part 2. I don't believe you're going to get it, but... Probably not. 
Hollywood in the chat wants them to announce E4, the sequel. Uh, they they announced that like ten years ago, and it's in development hell. Am e4? I the only one that remembers E4, e4 all? No, <laughs> uh, apparently. Like the alternative, uh, like the alternative joke is that like every extend extra extreme came out like ten years ago. Hmm. Uh, there was absolutely. Oh, I would like to. S I don't think they announced it at E3, but I would like Persona 6. There you go. That's my big. That would be my ultimate dream. You don't even care about hearing about Shin Megami Tensei 5? Okay, I. Okay. Alright, that's true. That's true. That's that, something that, that might theoretically one day happen at yes. E3. <laughs> yeah, uh. I don't think we're getting uh, SMT5 either, but like, I would like to see it. Good hope. Sound uh, 5 Royal Switch, make it happen, baby. For 6 now, yes. I would happily replay it again on Switch. Or heck, baseball bats and hammers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Port four too. While you're at it, just put, just give me a PS a Switch Persona collection. Yeah, there you go. Give me a chance to finally yell at people that there's a convenient way to play Persona two again. <laughs> give me a chance to tell people to just like pretend that Persona one isn't on there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested in Breath of the Wild too, but I don't think we're getting info on that. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think that's this year anyway, for sure. I mean, they said some 2022 titles, but uh, <sighs> other ones, other ones. Uh. I'm trying to think of what else I would... Have. Oh, we'll probably actually see FF16 again. Yeah. That's supposed to come out anytime in the next year. I hope they have a better trailer for it this time. Yes, please be just more interesting than that first trailer. Um, let's see. Uh... I don't know, maybe new Tomb Raider. That would be nice. I can't remember if I heard any sort of rumors relating to that. I did. I did see one random thing recently, although I didn't actually read it. I just saw the title and then kind of went by it. It was something about unifying the timelines for the different Tomb Raider series, which makes. That makes no sense whatsoever, sense. considering there's a remake of the first game that's fit squarely. But maybe they maybe it, they just mean like the Crystal Dynamics games. That still doesn't make any sense. I know, I know, I know. It makes no sense. So who knows? 
Yeah, I super don't think we're gonna but get it, that. It, it could mean there's something brewing. Whatever that means. Maybe. Uh, uh, I mean, as far as Square Enix's Western Studios, like, um, be nice to see like another Deus Ex or something else from another RPG. I'm betting that's that, still on ice, but it'd be nice from that Montreal team. Uh, here's more Avengers content. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> Remember how much you love that? Oh, speaking of Marvel stuff, what about what if we get a tease for Spider-Man 2 from Sony? Spider-Man 1.75. Oh, crap, that reminds me. Freaking Ratchet and Clank is out in, like, next week. Yeah, ripped apart. There's some RPG in that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That game looks wild. Yeah, if, they, if that is RPG at all, we will definitely be seeing a lot of that on this stream. Uh, what else could we see? Well, let's let's think of it this way: What big developers have we not seen anything from in a while? Uh, like an actual. Big developer, or yeah. big developer, or first first party developer that hasn't put out anything in a good long while, anything like that. Who's I mean, due? Sony just murdered a bunch of studios. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft probably got some stuff they want to prove. I suspect we might see the next Gears of War. Possibly. I assume we're going to see lots of Halo, or at least a good amount of Halo. Yeah, they're going to want to reassure people after the two malt in that game's development. No. Uh, let's see. Uh, like to see another trailer for Lost Judgment. Be cool. Maybe. Uh... Yeah, because, uh, what are they on? Nine? Eight? Eight, right? Uh, yes, it would be eight. We're not going to see that. No? No. Okay. Like, they're going to they're gonna save that for after Lost Judgment, I would imagine. Oh, well, maybe we'll get a remaster of, um... Uh, what are the sam what's the samurai one called? Uh, Kenzan or Ishii? Yeah. One of those would be... A remaster of that would be really cool. That would be nice. I have my doubts, but they've occasionally hinted at the idea in the past, so maybe. People definitely seem to think we're going to see something from Monolith, given they've been staffing up a lot. And it's been a few years. I mean, isn't that Breath of the Wild too. for them as well? 
Are they working on Breath of the Wild? I think they were one of the support teams on that. Yeah. about it. It's for yeah, think uh, of anything else. You were big. Uh, I don't know. I think they just announced, made an announcement about God of War 2 again. I, I mean, I still have to finish the first one, so... Yeah, I was just saying they apparently just announced that it had been delayed again. Oh, that's a shame. Let's see. We probably... We won't get an Assassin's Creed this year if they're going to... They're, they're not on. supposed to do that. Yeah. We're going to have to sit through, like, an interminable presentation on Far Cry 6 or something. Yeah, Far Cry's not that bad, right? Oh, it's not terrible. I mean, I'm not a fan, but, like, it's more just that the actual presentation on it will be interminable. Oh, probably. There will be some sort of new Tom Clancy spinoff that will raise the dudgeon of every uh, Splinter Cell fan currently still alive. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll get something Division related. Does anyone still care about Division? I'm sure someone does. Not me. I do. Okay. I, like I said, I'm sure someone does. No, not really. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They'll probably announce some sort of new division content for some reason. New expansion or something, or the division, the division three. Please don't. Okay, fine. Look at E3 rumors. Oh no. I'm doing it. This is just the E3 cast now. <laughs> We're bereft of content. We need something. We see you're using an ad blocker. Ads allow us to bring you all the stories you enjoy with no paywall. Do I enjoy these stories? Yeah, I'm just going to say that. Well, peace out. Uh, biggest leak, leaks and predictions about the event. Xbox plans to announce Forza Horizon 5, Project Typhoon, and Project Omen. Okay. Well, two of those don't mean anything. <laughs> Project Omen, I'm so excited. Project Omen, man. That could literally be any AAA video game. I know. It's so exciting. What do you want Project Omen to be? I want it to be a fishing RPG. Finally, a sequel to Terror of the Deep Final Fantasy VR. <laughs> I forgot that existed. 
E3 2021 rumors we're excited about. Rockstar finally reveals GTA 6. Yeah. Oh, here's here is a possible one for sure. Saints Row makes a return. Uh, we know that they're definitely going to be working on that, and it's been a while, so that seems quite possible, actually. Uh, let's see, Elden Ring gets less cryptic. I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the one that people keep wanting to hear more about, and it just keeps not happening. Yep. Nintendo Switch Pro official reveal, we'll see. The other rumor I heard was that they were intending to reveal that before the actual I event. I believe that too. Um, Nintendo talks about Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, okay, sure. T 2D Metroid reveal and release date. Okay, because you, you people and your 2D Metroids, I don't understand you, but whatever. I mean, I like Metroid well enough, but there's so many things that are just Metroid now. Yeah. Like, you're getting an Axiom Verge 2 not in, too long in the future. What, like, why? Why do you need this? It's not going to be good as Super Metroid. I'm sorry. Uh, closer look at Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah, that's a certainty. More news about Splatoon 3, maybe. Rainbow Six Quarantine gets a new name. Okay. Sure, maybe. Sure. Especially now, they would probably not want to use that name. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that's fair. I'm just not sure... They have a live Rainbow Six game. I'm just not sure why you would not just keep doing stuff with that. You assume that they wouldn't. True. Uh, Starfield and Halo Infinite gameplay footage. One of those is very likely... We'll see about the other one. I could see Microsoft asking Bethesda to put together some sort of presentation just to please people with, like, see, we got hold of them, and now you get to see a video game. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix announces a new Final Fantasy game. I mean, they'll probably Possibly. announce a new spinoff. Yeah, I think that's what they mean. I would hope so. There's the Oh, that's the rumor that's been running around. The, yeah. Team Ninja is going to do a Final Fantasy Dark Souls, which sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> also, striking after the iron has gone quite cold. Yeah, well, <laughs> you say it sounds like a terrible idea, but they did make Neo, which is some of the best. I'm not saying that it sounds like a terrible idea mechanically. I'm saying it sounds like a terrible idea, like a terrible match for the Final Fantasy brand. Ah, I gotcha. Which is a malleable brand, but not typically one that jumps into that arena. And, you know, it, I guess the thing I would say is it would make me think of Final Fantasy Explorers before anything else. Yeah. Oh, Where they wow. took the Final Fantasy brand and they tried to push it into something that they didn't have an organic idea of how to do. And made, terrible. like, kind of a bad version. That's fair. Uh, and I think that's it on this one. Let's see what other rumors we got. Let's see. 
trying to think of like things I actually want to see, and it's just like it's mostly Nintendo's fall lineup. I'd like to see some fo- more footage of Pokemon Legends Arceus, hopefully with the implication that it's going to run a little better. Yeah. Because like I'm impressed at how unoptimized the footage they were willing to show was for that, and I'm sure that that was partly because they had set an announce date for it and then COVID got in the way, but... Yeah. Like, that footage ran at, like, 15 frames a second a lot of times. Let's see here. Um, Those two... DC games, Gotham Knights and the Suicide Squad game. Probably due to see more of those. I feel like we're currently in this state of flux about what the fuck is happening with Warner Brothers Interactive, yeah, though. Yeah, that too. So, maybe not. Um, Arcane Studios is apparently working on something that might be revealed soon. I mean, they're also working on Deathloop, which comes out later this year. Uh, that's a different Arcane Studio, apparently. Suppose there is more than one. Yeah. Arcane Lions Deathloop is coming to PS5 and PC later this year, and their Austin studio and the team that developed Dishonored and Prey has been work at work on something else. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Can't uh, wait for Prey too. But I hope that they keep the tradition alive and just call it Prey. Let's see, uh, Wolfenstein 3. Uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Hell yeah. Not 3D. 3. Just 3. Wolfenstein 3D, hell yeah. Okay, fine. Breath of the Wild 2, yeah, why would you even put that on this list? It's obvious. Final Fantasy 16, we talked about that. Elden Ring, yeah. Again, with the new 2D Metroid, I'm not even going to look at this. New yeah. Donkey Kong, that would be cool. Maybe. What kind? Oh, I think that rumor was running around, though. Yeah. Yeah, there was a claim that like the 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 Odyssey team was making a Donkey Kong game of some description. Interesting. Which would be make me interested. Cool Saints Row Five. We talked about that already. Resident Evil Outrage. Oh, that's been an ongoing, like, subject of, like, basically there's been leaks, both because of the Capcom leaks and some other things, indicating that Capcom has a Resident Evil Switch game in development. Oh, okay, that And the Outrage would be that game. Interesting. Presumably, Outrage would not be its actual name, it would be a working title for it. Right. But there's, uh, claims fluttering around that it's basically Resident Evil Revelations 3, which would be interesting. Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 are good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Resident Evil Quarantine again. Wait, Resident Evil Quarantine? What? Oh, sorry. Rainbow Six Quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been announced for a while. I'm not been discussed. 2. Okay. Keep forgetting that that exists. Yeah. That's about it. Um, A complete victory. Now let's keep going. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's about it for E3 rumors and stuff. I mean, it'd be cool if there was something surprising, but... I'm sure there'll be surprises. Hopefully. There always are. There's probably some stuff that none of us is actually thinking about. But... That's true. Yeah, it looks like the Donkey Kong rumors, people can't decide anything about it other than it seems to be happening, maybe. <sighs> people can't even decide whether hopefully. it's 2D or 3D. <laughs> I mean, we've only got the one 3D Donkey Kong, and... Let's just pretend that one didn't happen, right? I mean, I'd like a real one. Yeah, that's true. Especially from the Odyssey team, that could be cool. Yeah. I admit, like, it's partly just because, like, 2D platformers are so much more abundant than 3D ones at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, generally, it seems like people think it's a this-year game, though, so maybe. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's it doesn't help that E3 is going to be a probably pretty muted affair. Yeah. So. Like, we're kind of keeping my expectations in check outside of Nintendo, although Microsoft did announce that they're doing, like, a fairly sizable event, I guess. We'll see. Could be pretty decent. I mean... Like some sort of digital event, I should say. Yeah. And, you know, we could see some stuff from Microsoft because uh, they have bought a lot of studios and some of those haven't... They need to show those investments. Yeah. I think uh, Ninja Theory hasn't really had much in a while. Didn't they announce some sort of, like, team shooter or some shit? Yeah, I forget what that was. I think that's out already, though. That might be the case. I can't remember what that, the name of that was. Okay, it's, so Microsoft announced a Xbox and Bethesda game showcase on Sunday, June 13th. So that'll probably be their big showing. Uh, so I don't know. It'll, it'll probably be about what you'd expect. That'll be fun, uh, maybe. Except for everyone who has to participate. Oh yeah, when is Lunge to Mana out? It's not set relatively um, soon, isn't it? Yeah, it's like in a week or so. It's gonna be fun, even though I'm way behind in playing the, the last remaster. It's out on the 24th. Nice, okay. Two weeks. Ready, baby. Actually, three weeks, but okay. How did you get two weeks? I don't know. I think I you said don't a few feel weeks. Like... I don't know. You said two weeks. Baby, wiki. Uh, well, let's maybe hit Dog Party's question. We can double back to it. If... Sure. Let's see. Uh, let's see. 
dog party asked on the twenty on the two eleven uh, comment section. Who's the coolest JRPG healer? Define healer as loosely as you'd like. Hmm. Let's see. Uh. One of my favorites in terms of uh, just being uh, an amusing scoundrel is uh, Ron Parr from Lunar 2. If anyone knows that character. Uh, I do not. Uh, he His archetype is a combination of, like, healer and gambler. So he has a lot of skills that are a combination of the two. Hmm. So, like, one of his skills is, like, flip a coin. And uh, depending upon what you get, you might get very different amounts of success. Interesting. But yeah, uh, Ron Farr is a fun one. Uh, honestly, same with Jessica from uh, Lunar One, who is just uh, incredibly angry a lot of the time. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a character that isn't like one you can like manually assign to be a white mage. Yeah, like that's the that's the problem is you run into like these uh, you run into these things where it's like well you can make this character a healer they're not yeah. assigned that by I'd the game. I'd say like Celeste and Terra from Final Fantasy VI are kind of healers. They have cure magic before anyone else. They also have yeah. other magic, but they have cure magic. So. Yeah, that's pretty important. Uh, Lifeline from noted JRPG Apex Legends is good healer. Why are you like this? I don't know. I feel like Terrible. you know and you just aren't. Yeah, it's Sorry. true. Yeah. Uh... Oh, no, man. Uh... Yeah, my brain is just fried tonight. Um... <laughs> But yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of like other characters that actually. I, I play a lot of games where it's just like the healers, whoever you gave the healing to. Uh... Especially when the the question was coolest, which uh, is also a narrowing factor. Let's see. To think of good dragon quest healers, actually. Um, the uh, twin sister in Dragon Quest Eleven is pretty cool. Oh yeah. And also the old guy. Oh yeah. yeah. Sarah, getting it. I think it starts with an R, but I'm not sure. Rob, Rab. Rab sounds correct. 
Yeah, the old guy's name is Rab. Yeah, those are fun. I like those. Uh, yeah, like, like Yeller is one of those things where it's like, uh, I guess the genesis of this question, if I were to hazard a guess, is that, like, there's not a lot of, uh, not always a lot of people, uh, there's not, like, this is usually a character archetype that is soft and in the background, so you don't get a lot of cool healers, so to speak. Mm -hmm. What level are you actually at? What level? I am... 86. Okay, so you went through a great deal of trouble to get that level 91 Ishtar. Not a great deal, just... fused and had a big level up bonus. Oh, I assumed that you would fuse something that was higher than your current level and it had to pay to pay for the privilege. Oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, uh... And then, of course, you get games like Persona where they're, they kind of don't have specific healers. A lot of characters end up having healing spells in Persona. Yeah. Like, you'll sometimes find people who are better at healing because they get the multi-heal, but... No one gets to slack off and just be the healer. Coolest healer is, of course, whoever I assigned healing spells to in Yakuza Like a Dragon. That's a good call. Which I believe in my playthrough with Sayako, because she had the best healing spells. Then again, Ichiban, because he has the... That's one of the weird things about Dragon Quest, is, and by consequence, Like a Dragon, uh, is that the hero usually has really strong healing magic as well, so they have a claim as to being the healer as well. And uh, Ichiban's healer, uh, healing spells, once he gets to the highest level of the hero class, are pretty good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in conclusion, it's Kasuga Ichiban. I agree. That is the correct answer. Always Ichiban. Always number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, another game I need to spend more time with. What are we doing for that? Yakuza Lab. Yeah. I'm tired. Should we hit some fire minor questions without Gaijin? I suppose we might as well. We might end up just killing it, killing this early. Yeah. Because we're clearly both dead, but we'll do a couple. We are on question number sixteen. If you could add anything to any console, what would you add? Personally, I would add more integrated RAM to the Saturn and a faster CD drive to the Neo Geo CD. Someone actually already beat you to the punch, and they were named SNK. <laughs> the Neo Geo CDZ uh, was, I believe, 
can't remember if it was more RAM or a faster CD drive, but the point was that it, it sped up load times. Nice. Leave it was a 2x or higher CD drive, although 2x is still pretty pokey. What speed was that? You go ahead, Bye. Surely you have some Saturn adjacent thoughts. Sure. How about one with a um, felt the need for replacing the like the clock battery? Oh boy. Don't tie all the safety to the watch battery, damn it. Uh, remove the cartridge slot entirely. Uh, integrate those extra the extra RAM. Uh, Honestly, like the thing about the Saturn is that you just kind of wish that they could tear it down and rebuild it from scratch while still keeping all the library. <laughs> because, uh, like, Saturn's never went down in price because it's really hard to simplify the motherboard and keep it compatible. Yep. Just, uh, just a disaster of a system. Uh,. Yeah, uh... Oh god, I just found like a Neo Geo development wiki about how the loading time works on the CD. <laughs> Juggling monkey, loading times are a shamefully well-known issue of arguably all the Neo Geo C CD systems. Mm -hmm. Require and they are guaranteed to take at least 4.48 seconds, with an additional 0.65 percent, uh, 0.65 second overhead per file. Hmm. CD drive speed relates to 50 to 75 percent of the total loading time. Fill up Neo Geo CD DRAM, which corresponds to the largest loading possible. It would ideally take 47 seconds. Hmm. And yeah, uh, that's for the original Neo CD. The CDZ did use a double speed drive, it seems, so that would take 24 seconds. Jeez. So, yeah. Uh, Old CD-ROM drives. Yeah, what was the fastest CD-ROM drive that was ever made? I know that they got real ridiculous by the end there. I'm sure. Okay, the world's fastest CD-ROM drive was the Kenwood True XI 72x speed CD-ROM drive. Nice. Which is just hellish sounding. I can't imagine that that run that that works very well <laughs> like because to do that it has to spin faster dude that thing loads mist like nobody's business i'm telling you like the the normal fastest that multiple manufacturers made 
was seemingly the 56X. Yeah, the 72X Kenwood was the fastest that anyone tried to make, and I seem to recall hearing it's quite unreliable because of that. But yeah, a 4X Neo CD drive would honestly have been kind of neat. Um, let's see. Uh... Like, the thing is that a lot of times when you go looking for these, you find out that they do exist. It's just that they didn't make a lot of sense. So, like, you get, like, the Sega Pluto, which is not what anyone wanted, but it is a Saturn integrated with a Saturn Netlink adapter. Or the PSX, which was, like, a PS2 with, like, a hard drive and DVR functions. Doesn't everyone love the PSX? Sure. Yeah, I seem to recall it's a PS2 integrated with a hard drive. Uh, yeah, December 2003. Fully functional digital video recorder with included infrared remote control and S-video composite and RF inputs. It's able to tune to analog VHF and Cat V, uh, Cat V stations it can also be linked with a PSP to transfer photos. Oh, terrible! Oh man, it was the first thing to use the cross media bar. <laughs> I hate that thing. Uh, Why? What was wrong with that? I just I didn't think it was a very good interface. It's oh, a shame. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it had an. Uh, a hard drive built in, which meant that you could play FF11 on it, which you couldn't nice. do on the PS2 Slim. Don't don't play FF11, but yeah. it, you could. And this was a this was a pretty beefy hard drive for the time, though. Like they they sold PSXs that had 250 gig drives. Oh wow! In like 2004, so yeah. Uh, Kind of a ridiculous object, just in general. I don't think anyone actually uh, used this, because like a lot of times you get these and they're like really specific. Uh, they're really specific. Uh, use cases that a lot of people don't terribly need. <laughs> uh, if we want to talk about, like, game systems being integrated with other things, that, or, like, upgrades, I still love the Sharp Nintendo television. What is that? That was a Famicom integrated into a Sharp CRT. Oh, God. Uh, How well did that work? Uh, it was the premier way to get capture off of a NES slash Famicom back in the day because, like, you could get, like, clean uh, images from it, and it looked much nicer than running the Famicom through, like, a composite or RF output. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the C1 is notable for having provided the high-quality screenshots displayed in video game magazines of the period due to having slightly better picture quality than a Famicom or NES paired with a separate television. But yeah, this was actually seemingly released in the U.S. Huh. So yeah, it's it's kind of neat. Uh, Nintendo and Sharp have like a weird relationship and have for a long time. Uh, but there actually was a Super Famicom TV in Japan as well. 
Interesting. Um, but to get back to the meat of the question, uh, had anything to any console? Like, I mean, like, a lot of times, like, it's hard to do this without essentially just saying make a different console. Yeah. So, uh... Or, like, just telling them to cut things. Like, I like the Dreamcast, but cut the VMU. It served no purpose and was, like, something that tied the system to 1998. Uh, cut the pressure-sensitive face buttons from every console that's ever had them. <laughs> Playing racing games on the PS2 is just hellish because of the fact that it's always, like, complaining at you that you aren't pressing the X button hard enough and thus you're moving slower than you feel like you ought to be. Pressure-sensitive face buttons were an evolutionary dead-end, and there's a reason modern PlayStations don't have them. Let's see. Um... Yeah, I'd still consider that an upgrade. Uh, oh, I know. Remove the region lock, just to, in general. Like, that would be an, a, a quote-unquote upgrade that I would want to just about any console that had one. Just imagining how much uh, earlier I'd have gotten into the import scene if there weren't region locking. It's like, that was the thing, Same. like, you know... Growing up, like it's like I I would like to play these Japanese games, but I can't risk something horrible happening to, happening to my PS One and not being able to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, just remove the region lock in general. The other, the other upgrade I would like to see for just about any of these is, like, make them easier to self-repair, but that's more of an abstract concept. Let me get into them without having to tear up, to, like, rip rubber feet off of them and shit. They always hide the screws under the feet. They don't want you getting yeah. at them. That is annoying. Are you getting wrecked in Destiny? No, I'm not getting wrecked. This is, uh... Actually, going decently this run. So this is something. This isn't blood in my mouth. It's victory wine. No, this is something I've been working on for a long time, which is a solo run of the Crota raid, mm. which I believe is the only raid you can actually do solo. Ah. Uh, so moving on to the next one, I think we'll do at least a few questions, uh, but. This one was, uh, do you think that Sega has any long-term commitment to Shining at this point? Since Shining Resonance was not that much of a hit, unlike Valkyria Chronicles 4 and Shin Sakura Tyson. Uh, I don't think so, personally, because, like, Shining tends to be the bucket that Sega throws any, like, RPG-adjacent concept into. Yeah. So, like, it's not, like, I, I personally feel like they don't seem like they've had a commitment to that brand since 1997. It's just that when they create something RPG adjacent and they don't know what to do with it, they say it's shiny. Yeah. I mean, those titles, I don't think have much to do with each other for a long time anyway. Yeah, I mean, like, the thing unifying them was kind of a vague art direction for a while there. Yeah. But, like, they would kind of flitter between different kinds of RPGs and, like, it's... 
I, I, I would say that they don't have a specific... Uh, to expand the question, I don't think they have a specific brand identity in mind for the Shining franchise in the same way that they clearly do for Valkyria or Sakura Tyson. Because, like, even though Sakura Tyson went from being a tactical RPG to a, uh action RPG, it still retained a lot of the, like, branding concepts that unified the Sakura Tyson games. Whereas, like, Shining, I feel like, has had a number of identities over the years. And, like, there are many, there are distinct eras that you can sort Shining into that you couldn't yeah. with. Uh, the others. Um, let's see. Is it possible to show the flaws of a character who is always silent and does everything right? Well, there's no flaws in someone who's doing everything right. <laughs> So, like, we're going to have to disregard that on some fashion. Uh, the the example they give is the Persona protagonist. And the answer is that, like, you make them make a wrong decision. And then, like... But the thing is that, like, those characters aren't supposed to be developed, per se. They're, they exist as, like, a gateway between the player and the world. A link, if you will, as Nintendo all, uh, so succinctly put it. Uh, and so, the more characterization you give them, the more of a problem it becomes for people who just want to you know, because they are half a character and half a audience avatar. Like... There are, uh, this avatar, um, like you to to give them flaws, you have to essentially, uh, like for one, to give them flaws, they can't do everything right. That's just right. a contradiction in terms. But disregarding that, like even if they're you know. To give them flaws is not always necessarily desirable because those flaws should be reflective of what the player is choosing to do. So if you want that character to have flaws, you typically have to have them say or do something stupid. And like, Persona will give you rope to hang yourself sometimes. Like, it will give you options that are bad and you shouldn't take. Uh, spoilers for Persona 4 Golden, that game has a bad ending. If you make the wrong decisions. Mm -hmm. uh, in general, I believe Persona 5 uh, Royal has one as well. Uh, and like you could debate the degree of bad ending you're getting, but Persona 3 has one as well. It's like the game gives you the choice to show them, to give them flaws, but the game is not going to foist flaws that you didn't give onto your player character that is supposed to represent you. Because that takes you out of the experience of being them. <laughs> that makes them a less easily inhabitable character. So, yeah. That, that would be my response. Is The game can give you choices that are clearly wrong ones. And let you take them. But it can't really afford to foist flaws upon you that aren't uh, born out of the choices that you made. Guardian down. 
It's fine. This is fine. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Persona, would you like it if the game allowed you to screw up more, like failing a school year or making enemies out of half your social link and still getting a somewhat happy ending? Uh, like, here's the thing. Persona games aren't more than one school year. Whether your character succeeds or fails at it is immaterial to you as a player, so it's a bad incentive. Hmm. Like, it would not be a consequential choice for the player to make, so it wouldn't really work. Uh, as for making enemies out of half your social links, that's called Persona 3. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how many people actually remember how the original Persona 3 release functioned, but if you didn't hang out with a non-max social link for long enough, it would go into reverse and eventually break. It's terrible. And it was just it was it made the balancing of what to do like some people would consider that more compelling i personally found it just sort of more irritating because it's just like the the issue is that those fail states aren't interesting <laughs> and uh making a game where you can get a happy ending while antagonizing half of the cast is actually antithetical to the general themes of modern persona games which are about like finding like good things in humanity and different aspects of humanity like persona 4 and 5 especially are both very into the concept of like the idea that humanity can grow and improve, and that, uh, like, the villain, the, the philosophy underpinning the villains of Personas 4 and 5 is always that, like, humanity is, like, base and terrible. And to make a game where you could, uh, where you could be, you know, just a total piece of shit to everyone and do just fine like you still have that option to an extent you can just be antisocial and the game will consider that acceptable you make it harder on yourself but you can do it but like it's also adding a lot of writing and permutations that i think would be kind of a bad use of resources if it were me because like essentially when you're making games that have a lot of choices if you're spending a lot of time making a choice that like 99% of the player base will both not see and actively avoid seeing because they don't like it, you're kind of using your resources poorly. Because mm. it's like, you, you want to make choices people will actually want to take. So like... If, if it were me deciding how to allocate resources on Persona 6 or whatever, I'm going to look for choices that are two different flavors of good rather than one where you're just a total dick to people. Because most people don't want to play an RPG where they make everyone hate them. And the ones that do typically are the core JRPG audience, which tends to value a lot of... to put a lot of value on, like, characters and, like, you know, 
the interactions between them and generally likes characters that ultimately become sympathetic. Certainly not exclusively, but primarily. And so, yeah. Like, I personally, I have no particular desire to see this. The only thing that I could see... Uh, the only thing that I could see... Uh, the, the greatest value I can see out of choices that are obviously bad in games is to give you a more personal validation for having not selected them. Because, like, that is something that causes people to feel more connected to a game, is to, like, give them a choice, even if one of them is obviously undesirable, and have them <laughs> actively make the choice to choose the desirable option. Like, that invests people in a way that uh, other, you know, that a game might not otherwise, if it just forced them to take the good option. But... Like, the, the concept here is so wildly ambitious and would require so much extra writing and debugging and, like, just general, like... It, it would double the length of essentially every uh, S-Link in terms of writing process. And at that point, I'd rather they just made a lady character that you could play as. Yeah. Like, if they're going to already double the S-Link length, you might as well just, like, make it so that... Your uh, project, the character you're expected to project on, does not like require you to be able to project on male characters. So, yeah, uh, that that would be my general thought process on this. Uh, let's go down further on this chain of questions since they're all kind of related. Uh, Sixty-four. Following up, which RPG illustrates the point of free to fail the best? to fail yeah I presume it's the concept of like you can you can do everything poorly if you so choose yeah. uh, my response would be probably uh, Morrowind or Mass Effect 2 mm, Mass Effect 2 is a good one yeah although that's, a, that's another one where I'm illustrating like the you have to make obviously poor decisions yeah because, like, uh, you can fail in Mass Effect 2. You can get an ending where everyone dies. That ending is, requires you to essentially consistently, repeatedly make the worst possible choices at all times. To be wrong every single step of the way. And it's one of those things where it essentially only exists because they said it had to exist. Mm -hmm. Because, like, no one will ever get that ending by accident. Like, it, it's almost a curio that it exists. But, yeah, like, that's why I would say that. The other one, I, I bring up Morrowind because that's the one where it's like... You can go in and just murder someone and the game will alert you. Hey, by murdering them, you made the game unfinishable. But, I mean, that's your call, buddy. And, like, that, I feel like, I guess, illustrates the concept that Fireminer's getting at about as well as uh, anything I can think of. But, in general, like, with Bioware games, you kind of see why these kinds of ideas don't get pursued that much. Because, like... 
I'll bring up one that's uh, kind of uh, infamous. So there is... so uh, Spoilers for Mass Effect 1 in case you didn't play it and are playing the Legendary Collection. Uh, so there... The Vermeyer thing. You know the Vermeyer. You remember that, right, Wales? Yeah. So for those unfamiliar and who do want spoilers, uh, the big turning point planet in Mass Effect is one called Vermeyer. You have to have finished one of the other main planets to open it up. Uh, it's where you meet the villain. Uh, it's a big deal. Uh, like It's where you meet the villain in person properly and like sort of... But it, it's a big deal and one of your characters dies. There are two characters who can die and one of them has to. There's no way around this. Uh, in the game's data in the original release... There is dialogue that references both of them surviving. Like just dia hmm. they they wrote and scripted the concept of you find a way to save them both. And ultimately that was cut for two reasons. One is that no one would ever pick anything else. There was never a compelling reason to pick anything else. And that's kind of an issue you run into with a lot of these. Is, like, when you when you make these games where you can make all sorts of bad decisions, you either make it not obvious what a good decision looks like, in which case players become frustrated with their endings, which is why you'll get things like uh, that Kotaku article where someone talks about accidentally being the worst dad ever in Witcher 3. <laughs> or you get situations like that where it's like well we so like the reason they cut this was both that no one was ever going to pick to let uh one of them die otherwise but the other thing was that if they had left it in they still would have had to write three scenarios one where one of them dies one where the other one dies and one where neither of them die mm. Like, they wouldn't be able to get away from the fact that, like, they had made that decision and there was no way to undo it. The virtual fighter. But, uh... But, yeah, so they, they ultimately decided not to... Like, they cut that route. They just made it so that, uh... You could only save one of them, and then they would only have to write... They, they would write a similar, but, can like... They, they would write two characters who would ha share a similar role in the story because they were the... They are often defined by being the one you saved on Vermeer. And, like, the, that survivor's guilt becomes a huge part of their character so that that simplified writing the surviving character. Uh, but, in general, it was, it was just one of those things, like, they... It was... <laughs> like you, you produce these options and they become difficult, especially if you want to make like Persona wouldn't have to deal with this, but if you want to make uh well, actually it kinda of does, like because like you look at it and Persona when it writes these sequels, it has to be very choosy about what it can acknowledge. Like so for example, you make like Persona Five Strikers and it's like did uh, did your character end up uh, dating someone? Well, Strikers can't acknowledge that. Right. Because then it would have to decide which one to... 
it would have to make a choice and it doesn't want to make that choice. So the most it could possibly have done is like, uh, to take another example, Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of the New World, uh, like 90% of the way through the game, there is a short event you can access where the game asks like, what ending of, of Tales of Symphonia did you get? <laughs> and like the way that it does this is like, it just has Lloyd ask who ask you who he, you think he went on his journey with at the end of Tales of Symphonia, which like Tales of Symphonia, most of the endings are pretty similar, uh, except for one that it did have to explicitly disallow because it involves one character dying. But, uh, like, the rest of them are just, like, an epilogue that's just like, who did Lloyd go on his journey with? And, like, at the, uh, at the tail end of Dawn of the New World, you can just say, he just asks you who you think it was, and whoever you say, he's like, you're exactly right, good job. <laughs> and that's the most it can. It, that's the most it can acknowledge it because it's just like, it, it 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 locks down what you can do with these characters when you do this. Like if you decide to make more of it, because it's like, yeah, we can't touch the. Like, we can't guarantee anything about the state we left this in. The only thing we can guarantee is what we guaranteed to be the case at the end. So like, the Persona spinoffs already have issues with this because like it's like. One of the things that they can do and often will do is they'll at least imply that the protagonist was on good terms with everyone. If they take that away, what are they going to do when they start doing all these spinoffs? It's like, we don't even know if they were on friendly terms with everyone. Like, that's terrible. That's yeah. a difficult place to be in. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the free-to-fail things, it's like it's Mass Effect 2 and it's uh, Morrowind for me. Those are the ones that, like, you can make your bad choice, and the game will point it out. Uh, Witcher 3 also, I suppose. You can make you can make a bad choice and not even realize how bad a choice it was. <laughs> Usually the worst choices are obvious, but still, you can, you can make bad choices and not realize what you've done. And I like games that do that. So they feel more organic. Yeah. But it's also one of those things where, like, everyone has known the person who has spent a hundred hours on an RPG and really liked it until they saw what they had gotten at the end. It's like, yeah. oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I had that with Persona 3, except I can't change that ending at all. Yeah, that's true. Technically, there is another ending, but it's a bad ending. <laughs> You're saying it's even worse. Yeah, the the other ending is if you take the offer in December, it just shows your characters like doing karaoke in January, and then like the world ends. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so we'll hit a couple more questions before we sign off, I guess. Uh, do you have any hope left for Bioware? I mean, sure. Not really. Like for me, it's a case of like. I am open to them producing, like, I will keep paying attention to what they're producing, but I don't look forward to Bioware games anymore. Yeah. Like, I am open to Mass Effect 4, or whatever they choose to call it. I totally see them calling it 4, just to make it clear that they're not, that Andromeda is not being acknowledged, poor thing. Uh, but, whatever new Mass Effect, I'm open to that being interesting, I'm open to Dragon Age 4 being interesting. But, like, it used to be that Bioware was a company I looked forward to everything that they were going to release 
uh, with extreme anticipation, and that is not the case anymore. Yeah. And it's like, they, they essentially, they have to prove themselves to me again, because they, they've suffered such severe brain drain over the years, that it's like, it, it's a reminder that, like, a company that suffers that much brain drain has just fully ship of Theseus. It's like, am I looking forward to their logo? I, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a team, it's a studio with teams that I know almost nothing about. So, you know, I, I fully think that there is still probably enough talent and money behind that team to produce something incredible, but you know, it's got to prove it to me. It can't be something I look forward to sight unseen anymore. Yeah. And this next one will hit because it's pretty uh, quick because of some irony. Uh, Sixty seconds. With the current uh, leadership, could Bethesda break out with a completely new IP, or will they be stuck with Fallout and the other scrolls for the foreseeable future? I mean, Starfield, I assume, was something that had just slipped his mind on the basis that they've shown nothing of it. But I'm betting we see Starfield before we see Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, probably. And like, that's their big new IP. But yeah, I mean, I God only knows when we actually end up seeing that. I. I'm sure Microsoft tries to rein them in a bit because, like, oh, Jesus Christ, I can't imagine what management of that company looks like, but... Oh, the darkness consumed you. Good job. But, yeah. Uh, you seem pretty tired, and I'm pretty tired, so maybe we should wrap things up. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It's not okay. like we're going to get Gaijin tonight. Yeah, so the way I'll put it is, uh, well, the way I'll close things out, actually, is, hey, you can get Gaijin's book on Amazon via Kindle Unlimited, or via paperbacks, or via Kindle. Just generally, Amazon, I think it's on Kindle Unlimited, I haven't checked. It's Kindle. I forget what's available on Kindle Unlimited. I'll check. One day. Uh, in any case, it's available via Kindle in some fashion, and it's available as paperbacks. There's, like, nine stories, I think, and... A few paperback volumes. Uh, please read them. Give them a nice review. Uh, they are Princesses of the Pizza Parlor, which is a uh, good for young readers. It's a it's a story about uh, young girls playing D and D, or well, not D and D, but D and D. And that's that's available. Uh, the author is listed as Michael Yadimizu. Y A R I M I Z U. Uh, but yeah, uh, be sure to check those out. Uh, give them a nice review. Just generally keep track of them. Uh, let's see. Otherwise, uh, you can leave questions in the Discord on the podcast section, or you can leave them in the comments section for this very episode. Both of those are fine. We love hearing uh, questions. Thank you once again to Dog Party and Fireminer. We're sorry for this unfocused episode. We've been very tired. Yeah, it happens uh, on occasion. Doing yeah. a weekly episode, just, you know, sometimes yeah. it just uh, sputters out. But send us send us more questions, and then we'll have more to work with next time. Yeah, I mean, Fireminer gives us plenty to work with, but we also like to. Uh, we, we keep those in store so that we don't ever run out, so... 
But uh, yeah, thank you once again to Fireminer and Dog Party for your uh, lovely questions. Thank you. And in general, I guess, see you Space Cowboys. See ya. Oh, and don't forget to keep an eye on my Twitch channel, which is uh, oh, yeah. Ask Wheels. We've been streaming Resident Evil uh, 7, and we're going to be doing more of that, and probably streaming other random nonsense as well. Including... Still impressed you ran yourself bone dry on ammo. <laughs> yes. Uh, including, uh, I'm probably going to do another stream where I do multiple digital card games at once. Probably four this because time. Because you're a complete animal. What four are you going to do? Uh, Magic Arena, Shadowverse, Pokemon TCG, and Hearthstone. Why are you like this? And the magic will be the hardest one to deal with because it's the only one where you may have to interact during your opponent's turn. Uh, you've activated my track card wheels. Yes. The others are easy because it's like, okay, take your turn and and let's then jump. You're not allowed to do game. anything until your next turn. Right. And for slow play. Yeah, I recommend a deck that doesn't spend a lot of time interacting with the opponent on the, their turn, but you do you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, otherwise, see you, Space Cowboys. See you. Negative vitality, superficiality, spread denies my personality.